Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MoPod, brought to you by MoDate, where we discuss all things modern orthodoxy from dating to the Upper West Side and everything in between. I'm your host, Evan Harris, and we have a great guest for you today. Let's get to it. Today, we're sitting down with a very special guest, Lizzie Brenner, otherwise known as at Second Date Shotgun on Instagram. How are you doing, Lizzie? Good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So basically, Lizzie and I have been in talks about Modate and Second Date Shotgun for a few months now. Actually, Lizzie was one of the people who promoted us a while back, I think like in October or something, maybe even earlier, and definitely helped Modate really explode. And so we really appreciate you coming on and doing that. And yeah, it's great to have you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it, it was exciting when I heard that a, lo- a lot of people signed up to be matchers and, and they had added people to the database and uh, I'm all about just helping more people meet. So was excited about the outcome. For sure. So just want to dive more into your background before we really get into the Instagram account. I know I actually saw that you might have like nine different Instagram accounts, so we'll definitely touch on that. But just want to hear more about like where you're from and just more about what you do now, like where you're at in life. Yeah. So I grew up on the Upper West Side. And uh, so that should come to no surprise as why I'm an expert on spots uh, in the city and specifically uptown because I've lived there all my life. So I grew up in the Upper West Side, uh, modern Orthodox family. I went to SAR for high school. I went to Broveners my year in Israel, Barnard for college. It's a very typical um, route that a lot of people have done. Um, and then after college, got married, moved to the East Side. And right now I work at a software company. Um, working hard at a startup and second day Jocelyn is very much a side hustle. And I know we'll chat about later kind of why I, uh, haven't been so active on there recently, but yeah, that's, that's a little bit about, I guess, me and my, my basic facts. Gotcha. So after you graduated high school, were you kind of shocked to learn that other educational institutions had walls or, or was that, did that come (laughs) as no surprise? It was very surprising to uh, be in an institution that did have walls after. Um, but no, I say I was, it, it was a lot of fun and I'm still really involved in, in the alumni stuff. All right, great. So you've really lived in the city your whole life and you started this account, Second Day Shachan, that I'll let you tell more about kind of why you started it. What, what does it do? Like, what do you promote on your account? Yeah, so I was in college and you know, maybe it was after I graduated. I probably should remember. I think it was right after I graduated college. And throughout college, I had this list. It was a note on my phone and it was called like things to do in the city. And people would always text me, Hey, can you, can you send me your list? And I would always add to, and I had all these categories and it was kind of this messy note. And everyone knew that I clearly don't get out much. I've been living in my, in the city my whole life. And I used to send it around to people and I constantly updating it. And and there was a certain point where I was with my husband, Sam, and we were talking and I said, you know, it's so annoying that people always text me for things to do. So if I just make an Instagram account, nobody will text me anymore because I'll put everything up on Instagram and I'll put all my ideas there. Obviously the opposite thing happened and I've never gotten more texts and DMs (laughs) and, and communications in my life for things to do. Um, but that was kind of how Second Day Chalkin was born. And kind of the, the genesis of the name was I, I really felt, and, and this is like who I am as a person and the people who are listening to this who know me will probably agree that I, I'm definitely like a matchmaker and not your traditional matchmaker. I'm always pairing people with jobs and I will help people find roommates and maybe dabbling a little bit and actually setting people up. But I'll leave that to the experts at Modate. Um, Thank you. 
and I just have always been a connector and like, especially of knowledge, like my friends, some of my friends call me Sarah Lizzie, like Siri, where they'll text me any question and I just kind of have the answer for them. So second H often like very much came out of that of just having all these recommendations and wanting to help people out and, and kind of put it out on Instagram. So I launched it, I guess I'm trying to even remember maybe it was in 2016. I think it was like in the spring of 2016, the winter is when I launched it. And I would say it was very much a side hustle um, from the beginning. Back then I was working an investment bank. I was at Morgan Stanley. I had crazy hours. I barely had time to do anything on weekends. Um, so I would say the activity in the account very much ebbed and flowed of, of my personal and, and work schedule. I can go into in a little bit. I'll, we don't have to jump ahead there yet to kind of why it's been so hard to run it right now, but it really came out of a love to just, and like, I know this sounds really corny and cliche, but I just love to be a facilitator and help people. And like, nothing makes me more excited when I meet someone and they tell me that they went on X, Y, Z place that I recommend recommended and that they had a great time. And um, I've had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's definitely like, it's amazing. You know, people really struggle. We've spoken on previous episodes of the Mopod about how hard it is to find a place to go, kind of just put everything together and making a plan. And you really just give people not just places to go, but kind of ideas of how to bundle things together and how to make the most of a date and like even include like how expensive you think it's going to be or what kind of vibe you're going for. So that's been my philosophy from day one. Like there's so, if you just need a list of places, you can go on timeout, you can go on yeah. thrillers, infatuation. There are other data accounts out there on Instagram and you could look there and they just kind of tell you what it is. All the pictures are curated. And uh, like my philosophy was, I don't even, I don't want curated photos. Yes. I'm sure that would help with some of my engagement, but for me, I want people to see what the place is like, give them all the details they need. And that's, I think why I had and have so much trouble getting so much content out because uh-huh. I have to go to the place myself or, or it has to be someone who either I trust or they gave me like paragraphs of details. So if you said to me, Hey, Lizzie, I'm looking to go on a date. Like, you know, do you have any suggestions? And I said back, here's a suggestion, but I want you to like report back to me and you text me. I would be, like, I'm even if I didn't know the other person, I asked like 10 follow-up questions because I want to get all the information because dating is intimidating and you're putting yourself out there and you need good settings. Um, and some places are hit or miss. And I've definitely recommended places before where uh, it, w- it wasn't a hit for everyone. And that's why I really try to include as much information as possible. But as a result of that, it's not like I'm just pumping out reels every second because something looks aesthetically cute on Instagram. For sure. I mean, it definitely makes sense. It's hard to balance everything you have going on and also like visit different places. Like that sounds almost impossible besides yeah. for just keeping up with the posts and the stories and the reels. Like you said, like there's so many different facets of Instagram that really, it takes a lot of time, you know, you got to give these influencers, you know, I mean, you are an influencer at this point, you got to give people like you credit. It's just a, it's like a full-time job basically. And you never know you're always working. You're never not working. So it's, it's really tough. Yeah. It's really, it's really time consuming. Even like some of the posts that I've done that are like roundup of X, Y, Z, like roundup of test 10 best bars a summer. I like, I'm embarrassed to say how many hours it took me to write it. So it, just getting all the information, gathering it, and then actually writing it. Like, you know, I'm not like the, I don't love writing in, in that sense. Um, yeah. It, it really adds up on your time. Yeah. So you mentioned the whole idea of being a connector and just, it's funny. I was at a meal once with someone who told me that Malcolm Gladwell has this whole thing. I don't know if you've heard of this, of like different types of people 
in the world that like serve like very specific purposes. And like one type of person is, is the connector, the person who kind of just knows a lot of different people or things and just puts them together. And so, I mean, yeah, you're saying you're more of a connector for jobs, roommates, places to go. And when I started Modate, it was kind of also this connector idea of, yeah. I mean, every, everyone who signs up to like be a connector is themselves a connector, but I'm kind of the connector for the connector. So I also kind of have that feeling of just trying to get people like be the middleman in a way that kind of takes out the stress, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, th- that's, I mean, and there's a lot of stress in being the middleman because yeah. if things don't, don't work out, they're going straight for the middleman. But I, yeah. And I think that's what I thought was really interesting about Modate and like why, you know, when you reached out and, and we can go into this a little bit, but I'm in a place with the account where in the beginning, anyone who was messaging me like, Hey, can you post about this and say, sure, why not? Like, I'm just, you know, a scrappy yeah. Instagram account. Who's happy to help any, any other scrappy Instagram account. Um, and I'm, I'm definitely by no means huge and know that I could be if I put in the time, but the place where I'm at now, I, I do have to start being selective about what I post because I, I know that I've influence. Um, mm-hmm. so, and, and that's kind of what you have to do when you're getting bigger and you can't just post every single thing that comes in. So when you had reached out to me, you know, I took a look at your Instagram, you guys had just started it. I was like, okay, they have 300 followers. What, what's in this for me? But, um, you know, once I started listening kind of and, and reading and, and hearing from you about more what you guys were doing, I said, you know what, it's fine. Like there, there are exceptions to be made and I believe in this mission and I believe in the connector mission. And I think being a connector is really hard and it can be awkward. And I've been plugging Modate um, to a lot of people and it's come up at a lot of the different Shabbos meals that I've been at. So I think uh, you're definitely onto something of, of people buzzing and, and feeling this pain point and, and they're not really being the right solution for them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we really appreciate it. I mean, you could speak more about this, but I'm sure like when you were just starting out, you know, obviously you had this following already of people who wanted to see the day places that you were talking about and wanted access to your list. But, you know, you kind of need an extra boost sometimes from people who have the following already. And it's just hard to get them to post for you because they don't understand, like, even though you would think everyone would understand, you know, everyone started from the bottom pretty much unless you were already famous before you started your account and just it's about being scrappy like you said and just getting getting more and more followers but then you do have to become selective so it's a really it's a really tough balance to strike yeah and, and i was there in the beginning like reaching out to random influencers and hoping that they would post and 99% of the time you know they told you to get lost yeah. um even some of the the jewish influencers who didn't yeah. really have that much clout so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a little bit of a doggy dog world out there. I'm not going to lie in the whole uh, Instagram influencer world. Yeah. So when would you say your account really blew up? Like, when do you think like you went from the point of, you know, this is going to be a fun thing to do to this is legit and I have influence? So I think it was kind of walking and this is, you know, I imagine most of your listeners are like modern Orthodox and the Upper West Side. And I think it was kind of hit me when one Shabbos, I was walking around the Great Lawn, which I'm sure is like a symbol of, of like Shabbos and, and singles and, and just like hanging out um, uptown and, and walking around. And so many people were stopping me to ask me about like a specific place or tell me that they went in a specific place. And I remember Sam, my husband turned to me and said, like, you're kind of a celebrity. Um, so I'm sure any of my friends listening to this are probably rolling their eyes when I say that. And I, I don't think that I am a celebrity, but I think it was a very eye-opening moment of, hey, like I kind of do have have some sort of influence here. And I can see my analytics and engagement and, and 
what people are interacting with and, and where people go. But I don't really kind of, I don't get that end data because you know, what I would love, yeah. like my request is someone goes on a date that I recommended and just tag me on your story. And that's how I'll get more followers, but people don't want to post and, and they're shy. And it's, it's like awkward to tag someone that you don't know. Um, so I, I don't know where, where people are end up going. So I love like, talking to people and sometimes random people that I meet. Um, it, it was really funny this summer. My brother had a couple of friends over and he's like a little bit more religious than me in a firmer group. And they were like talking about some date place. And I was like, oh yeah, that's a great place. I posted it on my blog. And I said, who I was, they said, oh, what's your blog? And I said, second date chaffin. And they were like falling out of their chairs because <laughs> I'm like very much anonymous out there. Yeah. Um, and like, it, it definitely was, was cool. Like, wow, I have this like whole other identity um, and, and a lot of different types of, of Jews across the modern Orthodox spectrum are using it. And it's non-Jews. I have coworkers and, and non-Jewish friends who follow me and, and you know, they can't really pronounce Shadchan. And yeah. um, that's a whole other issue, but uh, that like gives me a lot of motivation. Yeah. Wow. It's, a, it's really amazing. And I think, you know, another interesting point is that, so I did mention that you, like we have had promotions and you know had other influencers post for us in the past but i yours definitely carried the most weight did the most in terms of getting more connectors getting motivated out there more and it's interesting because i think our target markets are very similar even though you know i probably don't have so many you know non-jews following motivate or even if they do like understanding what it is so much maybe just in it for the giveaways but you know it's um it's like a really similar target market but the difference is, you know, you chose obviously to use the name second date shotgun, whereas shotgun was kind of a word that I was trying to avoid because it it does in some of our yeah. circles have a stigma. I just want to hear more about how you chose to use that name. Yeah, you know, the, the, and I didn't finish the story because I don't sometimes remember how it went down and why I even ended up, first of all, with second date. Now there are like two, like understand, like people have different theories of, of what the second date means. One theory is like, I'll send you on dates so good that there'll always be a second date. That was not what the intention, oh, but that's, I, that's not what that's I an thought. Under, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's like, a, um, like some people have that like interpretation. That's like a Rashi and like the toast vote um, is, and this is really what it was, is that like you have to put in a little bit of work yourself. That's the first date, but like I got you for the second date. And and also I think the way that like people, and this was the case, like, you know, when I was dating before I was married, it was like, first date was always drinks. Second date was always an activity. And like third date was dinner, like getting to know them, like kind of the, the, the three things. So like whatever, drinks are easy. I mean, I post bars all the time, but what's really hard is like finding something fun to do. So that was the second date. And the shopping came out of like, just needing a word for like the connector. I could have been second date connector, second date matchmaker, second date pairing, all these different things. And Shadchan kind of just rang. And I, I will say that, and this is like a bit of a spoiler alert that I am ch- changing the Shadchan part of my name oh, wow. when I when I get back on the on the Instagram land. Um, because I think it's just been really limiting in trying to grow the brand. Um it's very hard to work with non-Jewish, like a, a venue or like a, a place that I'm posting because they have no idea what a shotgun is and they can't pronounce it. So it's been this debate that I've had for years of do I change the name or not? Because I feel so attached to it. And it's like so much part of my identity, second day shotgun, but it is limiting. So I do have another name in the works. Um, we'll see when I end up actually posting that rebrand. But yeah, it, it's like very bittersweet to, to break away from it. 
Wow. Okay. That's big news. So that's pretty exciting. I don't know if we've had a uh, breaking you heard news it here on the first. podcast yet. I mean, we are, we are publishing this next week. So hopefully, you know, it's still, uh, I will, I will wait so that it's fresh news and you can write in the caption that I'm dropping some big news in the interview. Maybe that'll wow. get some good listens. Look at that. Heard it here first. New name for yeah. second day chat. I won't so, say what it is. Yeah. I mean, that's understandable. So now just, I guess, questions on that. So obviously you, you just talked about different event places and you know you want to I guess grow your brand to a point where it doesn't matter if you're Jewish or not because you know everyone goes on dates so what was the first time you really worked with a brand and and like how did that come to be and what's that like now so the first brand that I that I didn't work with but like the first post that I did that went viral where I felt like I made this company happen was beat the bomb, which I don't know if like people still go to it, but I know, I think they still exist because I guess I think they, they do. Now. Yeah. Which is if anyone, uh, people haven't been, it's really fun. It's sort of like an escape room, but it's paint and like, it's this whole activity. And it's, and if you go with a group, it's really fun. And I had posted it and I hadn't even gone yet myself. And when I, I ended up going myself, maybe two months after I posted it and I told them who I was and they said, every single person who's came in through the door here wrote on the piece of paper that you were the source. They said someone from Deloitte booked like a 50 person corporate event. And they wow. wrote like from second day childhood. And like, it really felt like hundreds of people were, were coming to this. And I was still really small at that point. Like maybe I had a thousand followers and back then, and I was so busy. I mean, I'm way busier now, ironically, but I was like, I'm, I'm working like these crazy hours. Like I'm at a bank, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I going to do? Set up some sort of affiliate where I'll make like, you know, uh, uh, what am I going to make $5 a sign up? Like whatever, it's a small business. Like I'll just give them free PR. That was kind of my mindset in the beginning. Yeah. Um, I would say like, looking kind of at a more recent sponsorship, like I, I just did a partnership with Fridge No More, like I got a code and and I actually think it's an amazing uh, product, which is like, you can order groceries in 15 minutes. There are a, a million different ones over the city, but they have a really yep. good kosher selection, which is why I like them. And that was like a paid promotion where I like was making money off of people who are using my codes. And like, I, like I made like, you know, it's not like a significant amount of money, but like I've made good money. And, and it definitely is this like, like shift of mindset of, okay, like I can help brands and also try to monetize this thing at the same time. Um, but I will say like, it took me a really long time to get there for a long time. I just really loved like not once again, not to sound cliche. I love just helping small businesses. Like I would find these whole, like some of my posts, like they, they don't even exist on Google. Like these are hole in the wall places that people have never heard of. And I was able to bring them so many people and, um, that's, that's what I love doing, but you know, there comes a time when, when your time is so valuable and like that there has to be, I don't want to say there has to be, but like, there's also like a monetary and like incentive there and, and wanting to also try to make some money off this thing, but like still like just paying attention and, and not trying to stray from my core mission of just helping people find great dates and helping these small businesses, um, get to the the people that they, they want to come. So I don't want to sound like a shark, but you know, this, this isn't a nonprofit and it's really like time consuming. So definitely trying to find that balance. For sure. Yeah. So when you started the account, did you ever even think about, you know, one day becoming someone who will be able to promote businesses and make money? Or was that something that just came about after when you, when you started to blow up? So I always knew that I could, but I knew that my biggest limitation was just going to be the time that I put into it. That was number one. And number two is I knew that if I like 
took my phone and turned my camera around and talked into my camera on stories like every influencer does, I knew that I could grow really quickly and get a lot of sponsorships because like there was a person behind the brand. And I made a very conscious decision to not, I, I don't think like maybe I, I think when I got engaged, I posted on my feed, like something like it all started with a second date. That's, that's my slogan. Whenever anyone like gets engaged to like nice. had gone yeah. second day challenge date, I just love saying that. Like it all started with a second date, but I rarely post my face. I've never posted myself talking in a story. I did some like voiceovers like of recipes during the, the height of quarantine, but I but I like really didn't want to make it about me. I, I'm not like trying at all to like dunk on influencers, but I think what happens is when people follow influencers is like they start to just hate them because they mm-hmm. see their face, they think they're annoying, but they can't unfollow them. And I was like, this isn't about me and my lifestyle. Like, I don't need the whole world to know what I'm doing. Like, I'm just, and, and I do post like some lifestyle stuff on there for sure. But I really just wanted to make it about the content. But I knew that that was a trade-off because I don't think I've been able to grow as quickly because that's that's what brands want to see. They want to see that face behind, behind the account. And like, that's what gets a lot of followers in. So it was like a bad business decision, but a really good personal decision to just keep my personal life separate. Got it. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Also, I'm a big slogan person, so I'm happy to hear that you have one. <laughs> uh, Modate has two different slogans. I mean, our tagline is just the mutual friend you wish you had. And, and my personal slogan with Modate is pump the volume. So big. I'm a big slogan person. And that's very cool. So you obviously hinted to before and, and we've touched upon this. And I think it might also play into the idea that maybe you don't want to be bring your personal life onto Instagram as much. But so you mentioned that you recently took a break from the account. And I think now's a good time to dive more into that. Does that have anything to do with the whole idea of you not wanting to get too personal on it? Is it just like a time thing? What, what really went into that? I would say, I would say the biggest thing was just like, I, I had a baby. I mean, not I'm so recently, self. thank you, like eight months ago. And I like have a very like time consuming and intense job. And between like, just taking care of, of, of my kid, my job, it's been so hard to find any time to do anything personal. Um, that that's fun and very little time for side hobbies and side hustles. Um, and I think that's, that was the hardest part where I, I was like, kind of like half-assing second day childhood. And mm-hmm. I came to a point where I think I've just been really busy, like professional, like in, in my real job and, and just felt like I, I couldn't do it all. And I think, like, I wish I had a more like sunny outlook on, on what it means to be like a modern Orthodox mom, um, mm-hmm. works full time and also has other interests. And I, I don't like, I, I, you know, I don't want to like, I don't want to be, be so grim, but I just, I don't have such a bright outlook. It's really hard. And, um, I don't know how people do it. And, and I give a lot of kudos and I think it's like specifically different, like in the modern Orthodox world, because like cooking Shabbos and and taking care of like all the needs and like just what goes into making like a Jewish and kosher home is like a happy, you know, it's a full-time job in itself. And on top of that, working a job, you know, raising a family um, and then trying to like run a whole other business and trying to monetize and try to like get good content out there. And I think like the moment for me when I realized that I needed a break was when I wanted to post that I needed a break and it took me a month to even just find a second to post it. And I couldn't even like sit down and write the words. Um, and kind of, I remember on new year's and seeing everyone was making all these reels, like years and year in review. And I was kind of like embarrassed, like, wow, I didn't even really get so much out there. There was so much I wanted to do on here and I didn't do it. And, um, I think it's just hard to do it all. And I, I hope to, 
get back out there. I'm, I'm really looking to hire someone to, to help me because I have like, I have lists of places. I have pictures, like people send me stuff. I just, I need help writing it up. Like it's very hard right now on Instagram to keep up with content. Like everyone's making reels and I made one reel. I haven't even posted it yet. And it took me like the whole night. It was like my entire night activity, wow. like to make this one reel. So, you know, I, I do give it to these influencers for like posting and like getting this content out so quickly, but it's hard to do it all. And I just, I needed a break. Like I felt like I was just drowning in everything. So it's, it's definitely not goodbye. And like, I'll be, I'll be back soon, but I think I need to just kind of better figure out priorities and, and how do I uh, like, you know, delegate and, and who can I hire to, to help me continue to run this? Because like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to let my, my followers down. Like I realize that me not posting, I'm like, shoot, what are people doing right now? Like, do they know where to go? Cause like, you know, it's all in my head, but I need to get it out there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't think you need to have such a grim outlook or be so hard on yourself. You know, most side hustles aren't as intense as yours. I think that obviously when it like starts as posting for fun and then kind of becomes like a whole business, like that takes on, you know, that's a whole new beast. Like Modate at the beginning was a lot easier for me and my CTO to run. Now we're trying to like kind of build a whole new platform that's going to be way more legitimate, more like an app. And I'm also like, I'm the events team, I'm the social media team, like, and then he's trying to do all this technological stuff by himself that takes forever. And it's just, it gets to be like, it's almost like a, like a second job. And so it's just got to make sure you're still enjoying what you're doing. And if you need a break, like, I feel like that's definitely a healthy thing to do. Yeah, definitely. Um, And, and my advice to you, and I know this isn't like the, the point of this podcast, but like people are going to be okay if they don't have the perfect app and like you can continue to scale without having, you know, exactly what you, what you envision out there. Um, at the end of the day, like you just need something that's convenient. And like, you know, I think there's such like a dearth of, of organic ways to meet right now, especially in the modern Orthodox world. And you're sort of filling that void a little bit, um, in, in like, you just, you know, get, get it in front of, in front of as many people as possible. And like the tech will follow, I promise. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Really appreciate that. And so now going to move into a couple segments we do here on the Mopod. Uh, the first one being Mo tips. I'm still looking for a name for that. You know, Mo tips is okay, but I feel like I can improve upon that. But <laughs> just, uh, what would you tell someone looking to try to enter the influencer world right now? I would say you have to be realistic about how much time you're going to put into it, especially now, because, and it's funny, like every year that Instagram goes on, like there are just more and more people who are trying to get out there. And at the end of the day, the people who are posting the most amount of content, that's how they're growing their followers. So I would be like, be really like true and like honest with yourself of how much time you can, you can put into it. How many posts can you get out a week? Can you do a post a week? Because if so, then, then yeah, you'll be fine. Can you post a story every day? can you post a reels every other day? Like that's when you start getting into shoot. Do I really have the time for this? Got it. Yeah. Instagram really made it tough for people when they started taking the, uh, you know, stories and reels from the other apps, you know, that really increases the amount of time you got to spend. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So our second segment, the uh, Mopod lightning round, I'm just going to fire off a few questions and you just got to answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Okay. What is your favorite restaurant in New York city? 
you know, Lemma Ray came to mind, which is so funny because it's probably not, but like, it's just so consistent. So yeah, I think, I think it should be. I think, I think Lemma Ray is the best restaurant in the city, like in terms of like bang for your buck and consistency. And I'm a huge fan. Yeah. It's just good every time. And like, that's crucial for a day. You don't want to, you don't want to get to the restaurant and they, they're having a bad night and you really have that with La Maris. Got it. Yeah, I agree. So what is the, your favorite day place that you yourself have been to? <sighs> favorite day place that I've been to. Uh, you know, I'm a sucker for jazz and I think like going to a jazz club in New York is just like it's just a, such a New York experience. I, I actually recently posted this. This was the first date I ever went on ever in New York with not my husband, with someone else. And we went to Dizzy's Jazz Club in Lincoln Center. And like it has glass, like floor to ceiling windows. And like this big band is playing and it's overlooking the city and it's night and it's beautiful. And like everyone in there, it's so classy and you're, you're drinking a cocktail. And it, I just said like, wow, I love living in New York. So that's like kind of my quintessential New York date. And while I've been to so many other cool places, like I always think of that as like, that's the ultimate date for me in New York city. Got it. Okay. Good to know. Disney's jazz club. Uh, if you could live in any state besides New York, where would you live? Probably Florida. Okay, I just I was hoping you would say Florida because we're a very pro Florida podcast and I've mentioned it every podcast so far besides this one. So just had to get it in there. Well, I did run into you in Miami. Yes, and, yes. We did meet in person for the first time in Miami. Uh, what is the best sporting event to take a date to? Best sporting event, I would say, is probably baseball. No offense to baseball fans, but like baseball's kind of boring so it's a good like there's a something going on in the background but you can talk to someone else and it's like in the spring it's the best vibes and like you're sitting there and the crowd is like exciting but it's not too intense and like you're not so on top of each other so I'm sorry if I just offended you or any other baseball fans here but uh, I think it's a it's a great bra- backdrop Dave yeah no I I mean I'm not a huge baseball fan myself I, I used to be but I I for some reason think that baseball games are more fun to actually go to than football games and basketball games because I like watching those on TV, whereas baseball is kind of boring on TV. And so, yeah, yeah, I hear that. Like basketball, it's so quick that like, it's hard to kind of have a conversation because you're staring versus like baseball. It's just a slower sport. And I think it's like a better, and also you're going on the, if you're taking the subway and like, it's like a Yankees game and like everyone's wearing their gear, like really creates this hype um, that I think is really unique. Yeah, I mean, I was at Mr. Broadway tonight before a Knicks game. I, I didn't realize that it was going to be so packed, but apparently Mr. Broadway before Knicks game, super packed with Knicks fans. That's not surprising. Yeah. And then the last question, what is your favorite social media app? And if it's Instagram, what is your second favorite social media app? So my favorite is Twitter. Okay. Um, I have been a, a Twitter feminist my whole life back when Twitter was huge when I was in high school. Like every guy in my grade was on Twitter and I was known as like the girl on Twitter and I'm still there. I, I do tweet a lot. I also have, haven't had so much time to tweet as much these days, but um, I would say Twitter is, is the number one for me. Sorry, Instagram. And I'm yeah, not I mean, on TikTok. I don't have an account. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think Twitter is also my favorite, but I don't tweet at all. I just, it's just great for news. Honestly, I don't read articles so much anymore. It's kind of just like you get everything just in a tweet. Yeah, it is the best. Or I should oh. say my favorite social media app is Modate, the new one coming out. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not going to be fully an app, but yes, thank you. I appreciate that. Anyway, uh, thank you, Lizzie, for coming on the Mopod. Anything else you want our listeners to know before we sign off? Um, no, thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Um, I guess to the, any listeners out there, I'll be back. And if you guys 
go on a date that I post. I really, really appreciate it. If you post on your story or tag me and that's how I will continue to be motivated to keep posting and growing. So thank you for having me, Evan. This was a lot of fun and I uh, can't wait to continue watching what Motivate does. Thank you, Lizzie. Pump fine.